the proposal. Sandra oh, Bullock and Ryan Reynolds faked true. the relationship so she didn't get deported to Canada. Okay, I like that. That I, I didn't think it was like a strong reason to fake a relationship. What? Well, no, it is. It is. Like, what do you mean? This kid just wants tuition and Sandra Bullock's almost going to get deported. And you're like, hey, I don't know. You're right. You I'm sold on me. Side. Never mind. <laughs> Welcome. To the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You're here, you found us, you love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have a series. We do. X-O Kitty. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, you know, leave a review. And if you want to reach out about anything on the Rom-Com Rewind podcast, you want to share your opinions. We love that. We love to hear from you. Uh, Instagram at Rom-Com Rewind. We have a message this week uh, from Alexa. She said, I am currently listening to your Bend It Like Beckham episode. Mm. And I just have to say that Zach's dance from High School Musical 2 is iconic and there is no cringe. It defined a generation just as much as the Mean Girls dance did. Absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> I love a, how you're so I'm, against it. I mean, I'm I get so it. High School Musical, like that series was was iconic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. To be clear, just you know, the the topic of conversation was that in Bennett, like Beckham, there's like a really awkward nightclub dance yes. sequence moment that we're like, okay retroactively looking back at this this is very cringe at the time we're like hey this is amazing <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but now we're we can in 2020 vision be like that sucked same as i know we all love it save the last dance uh, that last dance was bad guys <laughs> like it was not good <laughs> and uh yeah uh, 13 going on 30 though the thriller dance that was amazing yeah i was gonna was say lovely. that still like stands like the test of time i liked that dance there's a line somewhere in the sand i understand alexa you're uh, on the other side of the, the line <laughs> oh my god with zach from I, high school musical too but i'm on this side again, where i think it's i think that's cringe i just want to clarify devin is on that side <laughs> <laughs> so today we're doing something a little bit different and uh, listen we're doing a new netflix rom-com series but a lot of the conversations we're going to have in this episode are just rom-coms in general so even Mm -hmm. if you know you're not into this thing exactly or maybe you're unsure it's okay we're not going to spoil too much and we're just gonna have a fun time chatting about romantic comedy content i guess is what we could call it because exo kitty Yes. It's a brand new Netflix romantic comedy series. It's a spinoff of uh, the To All the Boys series, which was written by Jenny Han. This is also stamped by Jenny Han. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original film tri- trilogy was the story of Laura Jean. This is Laura the s- Jean? Laura Jean, my bad. Uh, this is the story of your younger sister, Kitty Song Covey, played by Anna Cathcart. Kitty is dating this guy she met in South Korea named Day. He does come up in conversation in the original movie trilogy not too much though uh kitty applies to go to the same school as day in south korea kitty gets into that school but not all goes to plan specifically with a classic love triangle slash new romance slash fake romance there are a lot of different rom-com elements smashing together in this one as um there's day there's his classmate yuri and then there's kitty Coming onto the scene. So, just overall thoughts on Exo Kitty. I know when two people are meant for each other. I 
helped it for Lara Jean and Peter. Hi. And I feel it for me and Day. The Korean Independent School of Seoul, the school mom went to, is the same one Day goes to. I applied to KISS and I got in. Did I just let my youngest daughter go to Korea to have sex with her boyfriend? No. Maybe. If you want. So we did put out a poll earlier this week, or I guess last week, um, to see what your thoughts on whether or not we should do something like this. And so it did come back, um, you know, 60-30 split. 30-something split. This is why Sarah is not allowed to do math. <laughs> no, but it was 60, like... 60-30 no, 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 split. No, 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 just listen. And then what did the other people ah, say? It was like 60-something and 30-something percent, okay? okay I just can't quite remember sense. off the top of my head. There's 60% said yes, 30% no, oh 10%. Sarah's just unaccounted for it. You, you could be out anywhere in the wilderness. Sarah will no, not find you. No, it was like legit 60-something percent and 34 Do you want me to get the actual numbers? No, 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 okay. that's fine. And 60, some of you wanted to see, uh, 60% of you wanted to see what it was like for us to do an episode on this. So this is why we're doing it. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, this, this specific episode is episode one to five. Yeah. So we're doing the first half of XO Kitty. And like Sarah said, like there are romantic comedy series out there in the ether. There's Modern Love on Amazon Prime, There's Emily in bunch. Paris kind of. So like we're going to dip our toes into this. Maybe you hate it. That's totally cool. We're just we're testing out something new, especially on our listener survey, which you can go uh, on our Instagram account and do the listener survey. We get a lot of feedback that, hey, maybe a rom-com series episode would be cool. So this is part one of the Exo Kitty mm-hmm. um, episode. So so Exo Kitty it's fun. It's um, it's light. It is on the younger side. She's in high school. She goes to you know um, Korea to see Day, and it's promy. It's um, light, fun. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. You sound like you're describing like a croissant. Or I was just like about to what? say. I thought I was like describing something like a cheesecake <laughs> pastry. Um, it's very light. It's, it's light, airy. It's fun. You know, it's yum. Subtle it's, notes. Yeah. I <laughs> know. Or like a wine or something. Um, no, they're not old enough to drink it. Um, what are your thoughts, Dev? I think, yeah, I think it definitely, you know, I I don't watch a whole lot of content like this. Like, I feel like it reminds me of the Wednesday series on Netflix. Yes. Just based on feedback I've heard of that series and then watching this feels like it probably feels the same. But Mm. I don't know that for sure. I don't like I don't really watch Emily in Paris. I don't. Modern Love on Amazon Prime would probably be the one that feels in my wheelhouse. And everybody listening on our RCR fam is like, yeah, of course, because you're mopey, Devin. Like, obviously, you want like these really like emotional uh, love stories. But yeah, yeah, so it's it's not typically something that I would watch. Um, It is fun and easy like there are parts of it that is a little bit kitty mm. and then yeah like, pun intended but then there are parts <laughs> where I'm like okay like this is i can see the trajectory of a very fulfilling journey here keep in mind we're only five episodes in we're was, halfway through i was gonna say you know what there's been some twists and turns in the first five episodes where i've been like oh my god cool or like oh whoa they went that way oh wow like it's hold up it's did you get caught by surprise by uh, there was nothing that surprised me oh. in the entire. Actually, except for the at the end of se- at the end of episode episode three, I'm going to go through all the episodes. But at the end okay. of episode three, I was shocked. I was like, <gasps> Yeah, that was a little bit shocking. And then, 
there was another part where I was like, <gasps> so, so far I am shocked slightly. We should, we should isolate that sound so that anytime <gasps> there's, yeah, fake shock, we can just use the sound effect <laughs> of Sarah B. Oh, oh my God. Damsel in distress. <gasps> oh, wow. Yes. Well, but it, I like it so far and it's something that I would you know, if a season two were to come out, I would tune in. I would watch it. I would more than likely just binge it in a day because they're not super long episodes. There's, I think, eight or ten of them. Well, mm-hmm. there's ten of them. Um, they're quick. I actually had to slow down because I knew we were only doing five episodes and I didn't want to get ahead of myself to confuse me for the next episode. <laughs> oh, true. True. I guess. that's So yeah, I kind of stopped and I've been waiting, you know, so that I can keep watching and keep taking notes. So, yeah. Well, let's dive right in. So we'll start with the first episode. It's XO. That's the title of the, uh, they're all acronyms. And as we get further on into the, um, into this season, I don't know some of the acronyms, which means that like I'm old. <laughs> oh, Sarah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, hold on. Okay. You the, keep talking. No, no, no. I'm going to pull it This up. episode, I know what they all are, I, Yeah. but course. it's like episode five to 10. There's like one or two of them that I have no idea what they mean. So that'll be fun for next time. Okay. So Kitty gets accepted to KISS, which is the Korean independent school of Seoul. She's mostly doing it for her boyfriend day to be closer to him but also to have a piece of her mom because she went there when she was in her junior year of high school kitty arrives and she is super optimistic like nothing can bring her down she misses the kiss bus from the airport to the school so she takes public transportation to try and find the kiss school we also meet yuri uh while kitty's crossing the street um she gets hit by a car and Yuri is inside. We find out that Yuri is famous. Her dad is a famous hotelier um, around the world. And her mom is actually the principal at the school or head headmaster. Um, Kitty asks for a ride and she agrees. And it turns out that Yuri also goes to kiss. Yay, instant friend. Woo! We find out that Yuri is hanging out with somebody, but we don't know who. And that we find out this along the car ride to kiss. We do meet Day, and he's having a really hard time paying for school. Um, We know that his mother passed away three years ago, and his dad, you know, works extra hard um, to make sure that his kids, um, Day has a a younger sister, to make sure that they're, um, you know, good to go. But he is having a hard time paying for school. Kitty gets to school and fills out all the forms that she needs to um, for her campus uh, dorm because they didn't do that. They didn't get them, I guess, or something like that. Yuri's mother, uh, like I said, is the headmaster, and uh, she sits Yuri down to have a conversation, saying that while at a friend's house, she was getting too close to her other friend. While Kitty's filling out her dorm forms, she sees someone uh, go up to the head head principal and call her by her name, Gina. We find out that Gina and Kitty's mom were actually really good friends. So when Kitty has the conversation, though, Gina plays it off as if she never knew her mom, and Kitty finds that a little bit weird. We get to the welcome party and Kitty sees Day and they run and embrace. But then he tells her that he's actually dating somebody else. And we find out that that person is actually Yuri. Dun, dun, dun. So episode one, a lot happens. I think to establish the storyline, right? Kitty's in South Korea. Day's dating somebody else named Yuri. She's having a tough time, too. She is having a really tough time. Just, I think, just being so far away from everybody she knows, does not really knowing anybody. The person who she goes there to see... is in a relationship with somebody else. She's very, I think, lonely at this point. I love, I mean, it is interesting. Um, Kind of the culture shock of this episode and this whole series 
it's really, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about how South Korean content is having this huge boon right now, especially here in North America. Like, you look at Squid Game's Parasite won an Academy Award. I think Squid Game is, like, on the list of most streamed Yes, thing, I believe so, like, yeah. Stuff worldwide. <laughs> Who I don't, knew? I don't know how they, like, <laughs> you know, quantify it. Uh, Snowpiercer, that series on Netflix has a number of South Korean... And K-pop in general. Oh, my like God. the music scene, BTS, right? baby, Blackpink, for sure. Yeah. I've got, I've got a friend who, like... Guilty pleasure, so into BTS. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, you I know do who know it him. is too. Yeah, he's a big fan. Yeah, and like he works from home, so oh I guess he just God. like listens to them nonstop. And it's <laughs> it like you know what? No shame if that's what you like. Oh, it is just you never expect this person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of a quiet guy loves I'm, to play soccer, video it. games, and BTS. Those are like his hobbies. And it's like wow, what an eclectic group of things. <laughs> you're into but um but i think that's that's what makes this series really refreshing exo kitty is that it's you know it is going to be a departure culturally from what you're going to see in most romantic comedies and i think that's an like what part of what i like about it you yeah. know it's it's different than anything i've seen before um and and i i it's a little bit refreshing like you said for sure, and we should we should see more of it. So episode two, then episode where do we go? Episode two, it's WTF. I do know what that means. Good, so that's hey, a good. good thing. Oh, Yay. you know what? Let, let's go through them really, real quick. Oh, okay. Okay, so starting from the last one because I I know you said the first ones you got right. Uh, yeah. XO, you know yeah. WTF. Yep. Kiss, which is just the acronym for the school. Correct. Uh, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Yeah, sure. T uh, TBH. To be honest. BYOB. Yes. TIL. Is episode I don't seven know that one? Oh, Sarah. Oh no! It's the day I learned. You see that a lot oh, on like Reddit. Oh, today I learned. Oh, okay. I'm. You know what? I'm not really on Reddit, so. LFG. I don't know what LFG means. I think it's looking for group. Looking for group. Oh, you know, you know, S N A F U. S N A F U. No. A little snafu. Situation normal. No. Nope. Absolutely <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, that's that's what it means. OTP. No. Nope. Wow, Sarah. Over the... One true pair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well. Did you look those up? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I knew... Stop. I didn't know LFG. (laughs) I didn't know OTP. You played it off as if you knew them. How rude. Honestly. Hey, I Here I am sitting and just like embracing the fact that I don't know these. And then you're pretending as if you knew them and like patronizing. I was trying to present myself as a content matter expert. Um, Was not though. (laughs) Definitely not. We learned something new today, you guys. So episode two, where do we go? Okay. We find out that Yuri and Day's relationship is fake. Dun, dun, dun. It turns out um, they had written. Actually, hold on. Let me, I'm going to clip in your little shocked uh, sound effect. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> it turns out that when oh do you want me to do it no 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 <laughs> it was a long this is really funny because i'm gonna do that like <gasps> in post-production so sarah was just staring at me like is is this long enough <laughs> exactly. is this enough room for my shock i'm sure i squeezed it in there somewhere. okay maybe multiple um, times we also find out that when kitty filled out her forms she had written her name down as song covey so she actually put a name they i guess song is a male's name and she becomes day's roommate she's in the male dorm, which is a lot and they well not they um the one roommate though minho who we've yet to talk about 
he thinks that Kitty is a psychopath. He's like, she's stalking us. He, by the way, um, dude is swaggy. He's bougie AF. Oh my God. But like, he looks good though. He, he does. Oh, he, if you're, yes, yes. Like style wise, I'm like this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I completely agree. I used to watch these TikToks or they used to come up on my feed all the time of like Asian fashion on the streets. Yeah, totally. Me too. And they always used to put the best music to it. And then it was just like Asian fashion or fashion in Asia, I should say. And epic, unreal. Like when I was in like when I was in China, the the fashion was just so cool to see. It was awesome. Like just out of this world. It was really, really neat. Uh, Kitty's about to head to the airport because she's like, I am done with being here. I don't want to be here anymore. Um, day runs out and has a conversation, but she also has this photo book from her mother that has all these places around the kiss campus. And she finds some of them and decides, you know what, I'm going to stay right where I am and I'm going to play this through. Um, so she takes it as a sign that she should stay. Yuri's father has a temper and he's, like I said, a hotelier. Um, he's a hotel mogul. Um, and there's a video of him yelling at a chef and their staff goes viral. Um, so they have to do damage control. So because Yuri has already told her mother that she is in fact dating Day, who is the chauffeur's son, they come up with the idea that Yuri's dad will do damage control by giving Day an internship at their hotel, who's someone who is less fortunate than they are, which like is so blatantly obvious and ridiculous. It's so it's kind of awkward, right? I didn't actually get that part of the storyline. They're like, oh, we're just going to wow. Like everybody hates me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to trot this kid out onto a press conference. Yeah. And then day like makes a joke and everybody's like, oh, yes, the hotel mogul. Yes. What a nice guy. I'm yeah. like, oh, is that how easy yeah. it is? <laughs> I was like, oh, so PR. OK, that really uh, fixed everything really quickly. Yeah. So that's what ends up happening. Basically, yes. Yuri tells Day, yo, I'll pay for your school, mm -hmm. but you need to be my eye candy. Make my dad look good here. He's going to give you a job. And that they have this awkward press conference, which while the press conference is happening back at the dorms, Kitty, Minho, and De uh, and Q are all watching it. And Kitty notices how uncomfortable Day is. And realizes. So now she's like, that's a fake relationship. Exactly. Yuri and, and Day are not real. Day also has to sign an NDA, which means that she can he can't tell Kitty the story about how they're actually in a fake relationship. And that is episode two, which brings us to, can we talk about top fake relationships in romantic comedy history because exo kitty okay. this is a tried and true formula it's it the is. we're not actually dating but let's pretend to date you see it so often i think this one goes like very far because i find like some some of them in rom-coms like they start out as kind of like fixing something on somebody or like being friends with them and then they kind of like become just uh, like a couple really quickly whereas this one like was like no you're dating me this is what's happening. You and I are the only people who know. Like, usually somebody else knows that they're in a fake relationship, you know? Right, right. Well, why, why don't I give you the list? All right. Because the first one, they're the only two people who know because deportation is in order with the proposal. Sandra oh, Bullock and Ryan Reynolds faked true. the relationship so she didn't get deported to Canada. Okay, I like that. that I, I didn't think it was like a strong reason to fake a relationship. What? Well, no, it is. It is. In like, what do you mean? <laughs> this kid just wants tuition and Sandra Bullock's almost going to get deported. And you're like, hey, I don't know. You're right. You I'm sold on day's me. Side. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh no, hold on. <laughs> it is a strong reason, but like, 
<laughs> oh yeah, you know what? I have no case. Yeah, I'm what are you trying to prove right now? I'm not even going to defend myself. <laughs> oh man, number two on the list. We're going to do ten <laughs> things I hate about you, Heath Ledger. Pretends to j- date Julia yes. Stiles <laughs> to prove a point. Well, well, so that Joseph Gordon-Levitt can then date the younger sister, right? Right, and to prove that he can get her to go out, right? Like, that was the whole premise. Right. Like, to prove that she... Well, no, wasn't she, he getting paid? Yeah, yeah, he was getting paid. Like, $200, <laughs> which right. is not a lot. But he, he I, had a moral compass. I think that's why, like... Yeah, he did, but he wanted no, he to... didn't. <laughs> date he didn't. Her. He didn't until the end. He didn't until... Like, oh. Yes, and he loved her. Regardless, fake relationships so that Joseph Gordon-Levitt can get <laughs> yeah. laid... Thank you, Heath Ledger. Um, <laughs> number three on my list, I'm going to put the original to all the boys I've loved before. <gasps> Remember? Lara Jean, Peter. They they started, that first movie was a fake relationship. Right. It's interesting that they use the same formula for this movie again. Which is why I put it at number three. It was further down my list, but I'm like, we're literally doing Exo Kitty. Like, I feel like as like, a Jenny Han like sequel or and as well as like keeping it in the same universe, they could have maybe had a little bit more creativity with the storyline of the whole fake relationship or not. Like they didn't need it. The story didn't necessarily need it. They could have done a triangle in a different way and not did a fake relationship. This is just like my head is exploding right now because like I just realized all this. Do we like fake relationships because we feel like it's a more of a blameless activity? Like right now we're five episodes in Mm -hmm. and I would say nobody is against day. You know what I mean? Correct. Yes. Yes. We all feel bad for Day at this point. We all feel bad Mm -hmm. for Day. But Mm -hmm. if he was actually dating Yuri and he was like essentially cheating on Kitty, we'd be like, yo, that dude sucks. Yes. I hate Day. You're very. Yes. It's like it is. Yeah. Blameless situation. Like, for example, one where we can lay blame on the fake relationship. Next on my list, she's all that. Freddie Prince Jr. He just does it with a bet. Right. Paul Walker you gotta love the took bets. a break from racing cars and he's like, hey, man, I <laughs> bet you couldn't date this, the ugliest girl in school. Here comes. I can't I even remember her name. Oh, my God. It was on the tip of my tongue before yeah, you said that. Muggsy Boggs or something like that. <laughs> I think that's a pro basketball her last, player. Her last <laughs> name is Boggs. Um, Laney, Laney, Laney Boggs. Laney Boggs. <laughs> I'm actually serious. I think Muggsy Boggs is a basketball Stop player. <laughs> It sounds like somebody trudging through the the mud. Oh, man. Next on the list, I got, oh, the wedding date. We've actually had a lot of requests for this one. Okay, so we've had an abundance of requests for this. And I say it reluctantly because we have been waiting literal years for this to go on a streaming service in Canada. We cannot find it anywhere. So we are waiting, like, just patiently for it to come on. And as soon as it does, we're going to do it. Uh, I've got just go with it on the list. Yes, okay. I've got How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That was a double fake relationship. That was a good one. Both of them individually were faking the relationship, but they neither of them realized. Can't Buy Me Love, 1987. That was a fake rela- relationship it to was. make him more popular. Uh, Easy A was a fake relationship. Yep. Um, There's another one with um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. What's her name? Yeah. Oh my goodness. My list? I can't think of the. I, we've done the movie. I can't think of it right now, though. Oh my gosh! I thought that was on my list. It's not. It's um. Drive me. You drive me crazy. Yes. 
Yeah, wow, I totally missed that. Mm-hmm, that's a good one. Yeah, That is your all-time list of best fake relationships. I think, you know, I agree. Those are like the iconic, and a lot of them, it's funny, are in based in high school. So I like the lines that, like, that this series follows in terms of that, but I don't necessarily think, especially because to all the boys, it needed the fake relationship. But it's still fun. I mean, it is interesting. Easy A, it wasn't really fake relationships either. It was like she was fake sleeping with guys. Right. To get gift cards. <laughs> and to just like subvert expectations, I, mean, I guess, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, the gift <laughs> so cards. Like, but there was also the money. Gift cards. Oh, so Heath Ledger can get paid and we just ignore <laughs> that. But. No, no, no. I, I like the gift cards. <laughs> She's getting paid too. Oh, man. So episode three then of Exo Kitty. Right. And gives us a big reveal. Episode three is called Kiss. We see there's a lot of love between Day and his family, but that they don't have a lot of money, like I mentioned. Yuri is in love with her best friend, Juliana. We find out that the fake relationship is because she doesn't want to tell her parents that she is queer. While walking to school, Day finds out that Yuri is queer and with Juliana, but that, um, like, that that is why Day is there. He never understood why the relationship was fake. Um, but at this point, he does find out the truth. And Yuri is really upset about it, um, really wants to keep it a secret from her parents and from everybody because her family has just, you know, such high status and is in the spotlight. Um, I think she feels that it would ruin her her parents' um, reputation in the world. Um, so we do also get to meet Juliana and she sneaks into the school to see Yuri, but she's being sent away by her parents because, um, she said, you know, I can't be here. They kind of found out I, I need to go away for a while. This distraction though with day is working with, with the parents. So she said, I'll be back soon. Kitty's teacher has signed her up for a tutor because she's failing English. And we kind of get this vibe. This this Professor Lee is really negative And he just like has like, he, it's like he eats lemons for breakfast. Is that how you describe him? Yes, he is a sourpuss. Okay. <laughs> like he just, I don't know. We don't know his story yet. And we do eventually like more comes out about this, this character in this, in this TV show. Um, so stay tuned about professor Lee, but basically he's failing Kitty. Kitty has earned the nickname, the Portland stalker. Um, and she's having a hard time making friends. So again, she's feeling really lonely here. Um, the Portland stalker, because she came all the way for a guy who's already dating somebody else. Um, she also tries to set up Florian and Q because she can see that there's a budding romance between them and that, you know, Q likes this guy, Florian, but he just doesn't have the nerve to, to get up. So we kind of see some fun there with Kitty trying to, you know, match make other people. Um, Kitty goes to tutoring and guess who ends up being her tutor? Day. Day tutors for extra money. One of Yuri's friends shows up. Then uh, we find out we find out at the end of this episode when you... Um, when Kitty is talking to Q, Kitty drops uh, the uh, the photo album from her mom and finds a hospital bracelet in it. The hospital bracelet is Eve's, which is her mother, and it says that she gave birth to a baby boy. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Q, shock. So, and, and the bracelet was from here in South Korea. So presumably before she moved to the United States... She had a kid here in South Korea who we assume got adopted. 
Yes, we do find out. Well, we find out in the next episode, but I can say it now. Um, just jump into the next episode. Sure. Because then I've got a few things about okay. stuff. So we do find out that the baby was adopted to an Australian family. And it just so happens that there is a an Australian teacher that starts at the, at the school that year who's Australian, who's around the same age, born in 1993, um, and is very like just interested in finding out all things about KISS. Kitty gets kicked out of her dorm room and assigned a new dorm and roommate. And the roommate is awful and a gamer. N- not one goes with the other, but awful <laughs> and a gamer. Yeah. Q, um, one one of Day's friends, but has really become friends with Kitty, is the president of the outdoors club. And so they go on a hike and it's supposed to be a chance for Day to talk to Kitty. But Day's roommate calls Yuri. Uh, Minho calls Yuri and says, oh, Kitty's going to be there. So she comes along too. The whole clan is together. Kitty takes a photo of Day and Yuri at the top of the mountain for them and sees in the background the hospital that her mom had the baby at. And she rushes over there. She literally just leaves the hike and just pieces out and goes, I guess clearly she knows where she's going now. She goes into the hospital and breaks into the records room by matching two of the hospital workers and finds exactly what she's looking for. Can with I the say? Records. There's no way this would happen. Such an annoying subplot that Kitty is like, I'm the best matchmaker. I'm just, I'm going to match people up and that's my thing. That's my special gift. I think it's charming. Oh, I thought it was so annoying. Really? She sees a random <laughs> nurse and she's like, oh my God, she's watching the nurse look at the janitor and like I'm gonna hook them up and then she and that's how she breaks into a room in the hospital because she hooked up the nurse and janitor the 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 reason for doing it I thought was like like intelligent like a good idea for her to break into it the fact that she she, got away with it and like broke in was ridiculous they tee it up like she it's this magical power like she's the worst (laughs) avenger she's like hey what do you do i can go invisible what do you do i just match make people people and get my way yeah like what (laughs) so she does get caught yes uh, by security well by a doctor and then security comes and and brings her out and the Australian teacher, that's who she calls to come and help her get out of jail, I guess. Um, so she's released and they are walking back to the to the to kiss. And it kind of dawns on Kitty that, oh, my God, I think this is the guy. Like, I think Alex is my brother. So back at the boy's dorm, Minho tells Day that Kitty's roommate has been videotaping her while she sleeps. And they tell her, like, Day and his roommates tell, like, you need to move out of there, but there's no other rooms available. So she ends up moving back in with the boys. She's taking her old room back. Here's the thing. Kitty randomly goes to South Korea to connect with her heritage. Then randomly she finds out she has a long lost sibling who also just so happened to, if if it is actually Professor Alex, he also just randomly showed up at Kiss to also revisit like his, you know, culture. To meet his parents, I think. It's a little bit far-fetched. With, I, I like that though. With that said. It does happen, ladies and gentlemen. This ridiculous serendipitousness of this plot. It occurs, and I've got multiple stories. So here are your oh, wildest and zaniest. This is real, real life lost siblings. Oh my stories. god, I love this. 
October 5th, 1985, Christine Talladay gave birth to a boy whom she planned to give up uh, since she wasn't ready to be a single mother at the time. Years later, she would get married and have two more children. When the boy was adopted, he was given the name Steve Flegg. When Flegg turned 18, he began looking for his mother who had left the adoption records open in case the child ever wanted to contact her. However, he couldn't find any record of her and his life, as lives tend to do, continued on until he was 20. He started working at this Lowe's in Grand Rapids, Michigan as a delivery truck driver. At some point around now, he realized that he was spelling Talladay with, uh, without an extra A. Like, you oh, could okay. T-A-L-L-A-D-Y mm. or T-A-L-L-A-D-A-Y. And once he spit that into, like, I guess the records, he realized that Christine Talladay mm-hmm. was a cashier at that exact same no, Lowe's that been he working together? was. In, they were working together, Sarah. Oh, my gosh. What? <gasps> Did they meet? Oh, of course. Yeah, they, they met up and yeah. Wow. Isn't that wild? I've got a few more for you. I like them. Keep going. Jordan Dickerson. <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed at that. <laughs> I was going to say, <clears throat> how old are you? I coughed and then the cough made it sound like right. it was more okay. than it was. Jordan Dickerson was adopted at three months and grew up in Washington, D.C. In 2012, uh, she was 17 and joined the track team for the first time at a track meet in January 2013. Dickerson's friends noticed that there was another young woman from a different school who looked just like her. Eventually, the girls talked at the meet and exchanged phone numbers. Later that night, they spoke on the phone, and Dickerson told um, this this person's last name is Robin Jeter. I guess she realized that that was her biological family's name was Jeter. So it was Jordan who was aware that, like, my family's name is Jeter. Mm. Robin, the other girl, had no, like, nobody no ever idea. told her that she had a sister out there there in the world. Whoa. And they just randomly met up. At That's this, crazy. Right? And now this last one's wild. Okay. 35 years ago, a troubled teenager living in Tampa, Florida named Leslie Parker uh, first gave birth to a girl. A year later, she gave birth to another girl and both were given up for adoption. The elder daughter was named Lizzie uh, Valverde and grew up in New Jersey. The second daughter was named Katie Olson. She grew up in Florida and then later in Iowa around the age of 30. Both of them moved to New York City. Both of them enrolled in Columbia University, both of them specifically for general studies. Once they enrolled, the two sisters signed up for the same literary reporting class. Wow. At the beginning of class in January 2013, the instructor had the students introduce themselves and Valverde uh, explained that she was adopted and that she was from Florida and she kind of gave her story. And Olson knew immediately, like... I guess she had heard a rough story of like, yeah, you've got a sister. She was grew up in Florida, blah, blah, blah. So Olsen realized immediately like that's that's my sibling. No way. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. wild. You know what, though? I've heard because people are getting, you know, the 23andMe or the Ancestry, like Mm, the swabs done. There's a lot of um, people finding out that they have other siblings or that the siblings they grew up with aren't even their siblings and that their mom had it like a different like or that their parent like it's crazy the stories I've heard of people that I know that have found out that they have other siblings or that their dad you know wasn't their dad and it was somebody else and like all these secrets that have gone to the grave or you know their grandparents have kept till they've died and things like that 
um, or even that they're living and they still deny totally. like all these secrets that they never wanted to get out are getting out because of these DNA tests. It's wild. But all those stories to say that as far-fetched as this exo kitty premise sounds, it's not as crazy as some actual real life stories. So it, this can happen. That is cool. I mean, that's crazy. So we're at episode five. Here we go. To be honest, it's Chusok. Good which job, I hope Sarah. I say that that correctly. And everyone is leaving for the weekend to spend time with their family. It's like, um, it's a time where they get to spend time um, together at, on the weekend. Um, I think it's kind of like a long weekend for them too. Holiday, um, they spend time with family, friends, and like they share meals together. Um, Kitty doesn't have anyone to spend the weekend with. So she decides that after speaking with her potential brother, Alex, um, that she's going to have and throw a Friendsgiving for all of the expats staying on campus for the weekend. Um, she also, uh, this coincides with um, finding out more about Professor Lee. She also gets her first F in English. So she's super bummed about that. Minho uh, runs into Kitty at the grocery store and he agrees to help her make uh, the, the dinner for everybody. And at Yuri's house, they're all having breakfast and her dad is still working and her mom is there and saying, you know, she wants to spend time with her. Yuri brings up that, you know what? Like, I don't even want to be here right now. You guys suck. And she leaves and she goes to spend Chusok with Day's family. Minho and Kitty, they do share a moment in this episode over cooking a meal together. And... um. Yuri does find out that Day's uh, mom did pass away. She kind of says, oh, these are for your mom. Like, she's going to love them. And Day goes, my mom passed away three years ago. And and it kind of goes to show that Yuri is just in it to help her. And she really doesn't care about Day mm-hmm. or, or what's going on in his life or how it affects his life. So at the event, at the dinner, Kitty, uh, it's a hit. Everybody comes to to this Friendsgiving that's still on campus. She gives a toast before eating, and it is really a great toast. She kind of says, you know, thanks for everybody being here and how her mom was there. And at the dinner, Kitty gets to talk to Alex, the teacher, and says, you know, oh, my mom passed away. And she's almost about to to kind of get to the point of things. And we also find out that Professor Lee went to kiss a really long time ago. And while talking to Alex, he says, this is, you know, why I never had children. And I think, I, th- I think at this point, Professor Lee is Alex's father, which is why Alex has been asking him so many questions. You, can you, and you kind of notice this over the, fir- the, you know, the first five episodes. As Yuri, Yuri has a great dinner at Day's, at Day's place with his family. And as he's leaving, as she's leaving, the house, a delivery guy stops by and Yuri says, oh, you know what? Give it to me. I'll give it today. And it's a note and a gift. And it's Kitty's mother's necklace. And Kitty is giving it back today to say, like, I'm in it for the long haul. Like, I will wait for you to figure this out because mm-hmm. she knows that it's all fake. Then we have this thing. It, I think this is like the funniest thing. Kitty puts a lot of lactose in um, this, the mashed potatoes that she makes. And it turns out that, um, East Asian, a a population of East Asian people have lactose intolerance and Minho is heading on his big date with somebody very famous. And as he's walking there, he realizes he has to take a shit. We find out, yeah, that the mashed potatoes had lots of lactose in it. And Kitty gets a text message that interrupts her conversation with Alex. So she's almost about to say, like, hey, you're my brother. But she gets this SOS and he's stuck in the bushes. And Kitty calls him poopy baby. (laughs) Um, And he tells her that, uh, you know, he's got to get 
he's got to send the girl that he was supposed to go on a date with away, but keep her interested. So Kitty does a good job at that. After the event, Kitty confronts Alex and he tells her that he knows that Lee is his father. And then Kitty says, yeah, our mother and Professor Lee, like big bombshell dropped. Basically, Kitty's telling Alex that Eve Song and Professor Lee got together and that those are Alex's parents. Boom. I just realized who um, Professor Lee reminds me of. A little bit of Professor Snape from Harry Potter. You know, just dour, just very displeased with children. Like, why did you become a teacher? You seem to just dislike just flows from him. You know? Well, I mean, Snape always wanted to be the defense against the dark arts teacher. And he never could be because Dumbledore never wanted him to be. Which, like, did we ever really find out the reason why he couldn't be? I'm sure in the novels. You really, uh, you took this into very deep water. Sorry. With Harry Potter. <laughs> I was just kind of trying to simmer around the surface. Hey, Sorry. vibes are similar. <laughs> Professor Snape, Professor yes, Lee. I could see the vibes like, being similar. Sorry. Sarah's like, well, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Books four to six would oh dictate Oh, my God. This. Jesus. Um, and that is our first five episodes of it XO is, Kitty. Yes. Okay. So I want to do, I want to play like, not even a game. It's called like Iconic or Not. Oh, yes. I want to go through some TV rom-coms that have been around for a long time or for a short time. Um, but I want you to tell me whether they're iconic or not and kind of why you think they're iconic or they're not. I like this because like we said off the top, we do want to maybe dabble in rom-com series and shows. Possibly, so. yes, yes. Depends. I like, you know, some of them are like eight seasons long, but we'll see. Hit me. Okay, first off, we have Exo Kitty. Iconic or not? Well, I don't think we know yet. We're only five episodes in. So far, based on five episodes. TBA. Okay. Emily in Paris. Not. What? You know what? I, I haven't really watched it. It's I've so just good. seen the reviews. Of how people feel about it. Maybe I got to watch it myself. I think you do. I think you do have to watch it. Sarah. I think a lot of the criticism comes that comes from that. Like when she goes to Paris, she really doesn't try to speak French. You have such an obnoxious grin on your face right now. (laughs) You love it, don't you? I do love it Uh, so much. Let's move on. What else? Okay. Uh, The Mindy Project. Oh, that's that's close to iconic. Oh, okay. I think it's iconic. N- now, now we're getting into the you could a case could be made. I'm gonna say not, but I'm gonna say <gasps> it's very close. Oh no, it is iconic because I never wanted it to stop. Oh, mini project was great. So good, so good. Sex in the City. That's of course iconic. It is iconic. How many ep- how many seasons? Oof, and now remember. there's there was a movie. There is, and now. And- there's even a spinoff uh, another series. series. Yo, did you hear about the drama about that? I was going to say so much drama around the and just like that. Kim Cattrall, who will refuse to be on and just like that. She doesn't want to rejoin the rest of the girls. Her new series on Netflix actually is going to drop the exact same day as season two of and just like that. So there was like lots of, I think, mixed reviews about and just like that. Um. People, I think, either really liked it or they really just didn't like it. I don't know. It's hard to revamp a series like that, I think. I don't know. I never watched I never watched Sex in the City and I never watched it just like that. Okay. How about this? The original? Iconic. And just like that, TBA. All right. Uh, Gilmore Girls. This is like, I don't know. I put this one in there for you because you, you deem I, it a TV rom-com. Yeah, Sarah and I were arguing about this earlier before we jumped on. That's definitely a rom-com. 
I think there's aspects of the rom-com, but I really do think it's like a coming of age for Rory and Lorelai as like their relationship, but also just growing up. Yeah. To All the Boys is also a coming of age story for Lara Jean, but it there's also romance. There's romance. How sure. many are are you team Jesse or Team Luke? Oh, Jesse. Wait, wait, Luke Not is the Luke. diner guy, Luke, right? I'm also Team Luke. <laughs> Luke's the diner guy. Yes. Jesse's Milo. His his nephew. <laughs> who's who's the other guy who went on Logan. to like fight ghosts and shit? Oh, Jared Padalecki. Um Oh my God. Oh my God. It's the, just because you asked me. It's not supernatural, right? Is yes, it, super, it is. Supernatural. Oh, it is supernatural. Yeah, yeah. So he's like fighting zombies and shit. Oh my God. I can't remember his name. But there was also Logan. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Logan, Jess. How many love interests did we just say? Okay, a few. It's a rom com. It's there's no comedy. It's a drama. It's a dramedy. You don't find no. It's Gilmore not a dramedy. It's funny. Oh, I do find Wait, it funny. You just said dramedy. I know. Do you know what the second half of dramedy is? <laughs> Drama <laughs> comedy. Like what are you saying? I'm having a really hard time today. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. We'll give it to you. But it is iconic. Uh, Gilmore agreed. Girls in general is iconic. Regardless. Okay, Modern Love. Yeah, like I I think if there is interest in us doing series, then I think Modern Love would be my suggestion. For a next, because I I think that would be right in, right in my wheelhouse. How I Met Your Mother. Yes, How I Met Your Mother is a rom-com series, first of all. <laughs> I like how you didn't do iconic or not. Uh, yeah, that's, oh man, it's iconic. People were pissed about the ending. As long as we acknowledge that they fumbled the bag at the right. end. Right, so I agree that it is iconic. Okay, Desperate Housewives, the yeah, TV series. Yeah, that's iconic. Okay, yeah. uh, Jane the Virgin. No. Oh, I think that's iconic. No. I love it. Okay, and have you ever seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? No. Okay, I people loved it. I watched the first season and then I just, it was one of those shows that were still showing, so like I had to wait till it came out. Is Friends a rom-com sitcom? Mm, I have lots of things wrong with, with, (laughs) there's lots of, wow. Like I, Ross and Rachel, toxic. Oh, But yes, it could be, it could be a rom-com, yes. I think it's like a, like, at the t- yeah, yeah, I think so. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I think mm-hmm. it is too. It's iconic. Locked it in and mm-hmm. it's iconic. It is. Boom, done. So this has been part one of the Rom-Com Rewind of XO Kitty. I think we're going to do like a pretty hit movie mm-hmm. next week just to break these two up and then part two will be on the way. Um, So if you've enjoyed this, you know, leave us a DM. We really... Stepping a little bit outside of the comfort zone here. Yes, we are. Yeah, and we kind of want to see what you guys think about it. Do you like it? Do you not? Are you kind of like in between? You're like, oh, I could ride with it, you know? Uh, let us know. Let us know if you'll ride with it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>